Hello, and welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues, services, and activities of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition, we're going to discuss the fact that the holidays can, unfortunately, be a really tough time for people, especially people dealing with depression or grief. And with us today to talk about that is Maureen McCracken, a board-certified psychiatric clinical nurse specialist with a Master's of Science in Nursing specializing in psychiatric long-term care from George Mason University. She's worked with the Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board for 14 years, and currently she works with seriously mentally ill adults at the CSB's Gartland Center in South County. And Maureen, want to thank you for being with us today. Impressive credentials. I didn't really get to a lot of them, and I'm proud of myself for being able to get through psychiatric long-term care. Such a, a, a big-sounding combination of words, but a, a more importantly, serious topic, if you will, something that we really need to, to talk about today. And we're talking about dealing with depression during the holidays. I guess the word depressed is used a lot to explain everything from, you know, maybe feeling a, a little bit down to feeling really like you, you can't even go on anymore. Uh, can you start off kind of telling us about what depression is and how do you know if you truly are depressed? Yeah, depression is a biopsychosocial disease. What? So, <laughs> yes, it's a, it affects you physically and mentally and spiritually and emotionally. Everybody has the blues from time to time. Yeah. But if you're still feeling bad after two weeks and feel sad, empty, hopeless, irritable, anxious, guilty, lose interest in favorite activities, tired, difficulty concentrating, can't remember details, sleeping too much or too little, having uh, overeating too much or not eating at all, or having thoughts of suicide or making suicide attempts, mm. aches or pains, headaches, cramps, or digestive problems, then you probably have a type of clinical depression should, should seek help. Okay. Now, you, you've got me worried now. <laughs> because while I have not had thoughts of suicide or been contemplating suicide, a lot of those things that you've mentioned on your list, I may think I have those. So does that mean I'm really in, in a bad way here? Well, if you find that, um, which doesn't seem to be true of you, by okay. the way. <laughs> well, but I mean, <laughs> if you, you know, find that you can't function and you can't get okay. things done, say you're not paying your bills or okay. you know, you're letting the dishes pile up in the sink or... Uh, you're not making it to work or your uh, school, and you're you're just not keeping up your usual regimen. Mm -hmm. Then uh, you do have something that should okay. be checked into because it's not working for you. Yeah, whatever it is. So a lot of those symptoms that you indicated could just be signs of something that we really need to pay attention to. And if we have, you know, some of those, we need to maybe not worry. Over, over worry, I guess, is what I'm saying. It's kind of like those drug commercials we see mm -hmm. on TV. If you have this, take this, and here are the serious side effects, mm -hmm. which everybody's like, ooh. But, uh, so if, if we have some of those for an extended period of time, which I think you said was like two weeks or more, right. okay, that's when we kind of should start worrying a little bit. Right, right. Okay, and, okay. Uh, say you may have two or three of these, but maybe if you only have one. In, in any case, if any of these are bothering you, yeah. it's worth talking to your primary care provider okay. about it. Yeah, that's a good point. your doctor. Good point. Okay. Family, friends, maybe it's not ourself. Are there ways that we can tell if somebody else is depressed? Are there signs or symptoms or something to look forward to? Yeah. Um, usually the person might be isolating themselves. 
So if they're not showing up for the usual activities that you enjoy with them or do with them, then they, they may have depression. Um, or if you notice that they have any of those symptoms mm -hmm. that I mentioned, mm -hmm. depending on how well you know the person or if you live with them or not, right. you may or may or may or not notice. You'll notice if they're not eating as much if you live with them. And, uh, or you may notice that they're getting up in the night a lot and mm. have insomnia. Or that they're irritable, they have patience, where previously they were a patient's person, maybe mm. they're snapping at you for nothing. Right, right, okay. Or they may, if you're a close friend, they may talk to you about that they might have the feeling some people don't like them. Hmm, okay, interesting. We're on the Fairfax 50 plus podcast, so I guess an appropriate question to ask is, are older adults more likely to become depressed than younger adults? I would say that they are, depending on a number of factors. Oh, and okay. uh, if depression runs in the family, they're more likely to become depressed. And it also depends on their self-care, how have they taken care of themselves. Oh. Somebody who might be genetically prone to, de to depression may have really taken care to exercise and eat a good diet and get enough sleep and doesn't fall prone to it. But, um, yeah, so also a lot of uh, people by the time they get older, have experienced a lot of losses. Mm. You know, yeah, point, maybe yeah. lost children in uh, armed combat mm -hmm. or their spouse has died. Uh, there are commonly a lot of widows living alone, mm. and they may be more prone to um, depression. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're on the Fairfax 50-plus podcast talking with Maureen McCracken about dealing with depression, especially during the holidays. And again, Maureen... Uh, works with uh, seriously mentally ill older adults at the CSB's Gartland Center, but has also worked in private practice for Nova Health System and the National Institutes of Health's Clinical Center. And as we talk about the holidays, Maureen, um, what is it about the holidays that, that have the, the special challenges, I guess, for people who have depression and, and particularly older adults with depression? Is it well, I was going to give you a leading question about the holidays and family and friends gathering and all that, but I'll just leave it up to you. What is it about the holidays that make it especially challenging? Well, for everybody, um, before and during the holidays, people have unrealistic expectations, um, extra financial pressures. A lot mm -hmm. of adults I've worked with have worried that, well, I don't really have enough money to give presents to the grandkids. Mm -hmm. Uh, or there may be too many commitments. People are just plain doing too much, getting overtired, overstimulating, and not sleeping well. Um, older adults, um, if they're alone, are very prone to maybe drinking alcohol too much, which is a mm. central nervous system depressant. Mm. And although they might drink to cheer themselves up or calm themselves down, the end result is depression. Mm. So that's really important. Also, with regard to older adults, um, Older adults often have a reluctance to talk about problems. If they're a mm. member of, say, the silent generation, say, 80 on up, they've been raised to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and there's a stigma about people who have mental right, illness. Right, right. And so the stigma may prevent them from coming forward and talking to anybody about it, especially their kids. They might want to try to put on a good front. Right. And you can't always tell about older adults mm. whether they're depressed or not. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I've I've heard that more people or, or that people are more likely to commit suicide uh, between the the Thanksgiving and and Christmas time period. Is that a true um, statement? Is that is that true? That is actually um, not true, as it oh, turns out. Okay. Um, but it's not that simple. Although suicide attempts drop off during the holidays, after Christmas there's a forty percent uptick. Oh wow. 
So the danger period is more after the holidays huh. than during the month. I think during the holidays, maybe hope still lives. Right. Something good will happen. Maybe you're busier, activities, right. things you're, going you're on. You're distracted. Right. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Didn't know that. What can people do maybe during the holidays, before the holidays, or, or after this, mm-hmm. this, this period that seems to be more of a factor? What can people do to cope with depression that they, they possibly might have? Are there tips that you can give? Well, it's really important to keep up with exercise. Hmm. Uh, half an hour a day aerobically, take a walk, uh, especially during um, the noon time when the light is brightest. Uh, hmm. A lot of people are prone to seasonal affective disorder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to get out with the and to turn on the lights in the house, actually, to have the lights on. A lot of people oh. want to save electricity yeah, and yeah. turn off all the lights, but right. have a bright light um, and also eat well and maintain um extra social support. Join a support group. Mm. Your church may have a program about um, depression during the holidays. Um, Be involved as a volunteer and uh, lower your expectations and be selective about commitments and um, let go of finding the perfect gift for the perfect person. Right, right. Okay, so thought that counts, right? And also (laughs) avoid alcohol and sugar. Mm. Okay. You, interesting, you started off there with exercise. We hear all the time about 30 minutes a day, you know, for your health and manage all this. But interesting that that's tied into depression. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. And and also I wanted to uh, mention uh, that you teach yoga for mood management. So, again, oh, that's is, true. is that part of the, the exercise and yes. just kind of doing all different kind of stuff, good yes. stuff for us? Yoga is especially good for older adults. It's, it's good for everybody to start young and keep it up. But it, it stretches you, and it really gives you a good workout. You'll be surprised. Mm. You can uh, start by taking gentle yoga, and mm-hmm. I think actually on Channel 16 they have programs mm-hmm. you can watch mm-hmm. in your mm-hmm. own home and go yeah. and go along with, wow. and yoga in a chair. If you get um, uh, DVDs by Peggy Cappy, she has Yoga for the Rest of Us, which is non-pretzel yoga. A lot of people <laughs> think it's about putting your heels yeah. behind your ears. Right, no, it's right. not. It's about stretching and stimulating your organs mm. and keeping the circulation going Okay. and getting more oxygen into your system. Yeah. Okay, so not only are you going to be healthier, but help avoid this depression that right. we might uh, have during the holidays. Interesting. And, and if you exercise, go out for the half hour, you'll sleep better, too. Just so many benefits. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's amazing. Okay, I'll start walking. All right, a uh, couple, <laughs> couple more questions before we run out of time. Um, we are, again, talking about specifically about dealing with depression during the holidays as we're coming up on Thanksgiving uh, and, the, and the December holiday, uh, Christmas holiday time frame. Um, how can family members help their adult, uh, their older adult family members who maybe uh, seem depressed during the holidays or things that family members can do? Yeah, particularly stay in touch. If you can't stay in touch in person, um, be in touch by telephone or Skype if you have it and if they can do it. Invite them to go out with you on walks or other outings. And keep a close eye, especially on elderly white males over the age of 85. They are more likely to commit suicide and succeed at it. So you want to be especially aware if you're older, right. adult, over 85. Parent, like, over 85. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So encourage them to um, seek help. And also be careful to listen to them non-judgmentally. If they've been irritable with you and annoy you and are unpleasant to be with. It's hard to be with them, but be with them anyway 
and um, offer, if they don't want to see a mental health therapist or a psychiatrist, then maybe they would be more comfortable talking to their primary care provider mm -hmm. as a start. And then mm. they may be able to listen to him more than you. Sometimes mm -hmm. there's issues between parents and children that right. they can't talk to you for some reason, yeah, protecting sure. you. Right. Interesting. You kind of you kind of bring up the uh, uh, information there that leads me to the question, um, what are the – you mentioned the doctor maybe as a, as a place to start to mm -hmm. talk about it. What are some places where folks can go – to get help with depression? Well, uh, for people who have insurance, they can either get a referral, perhaps from their um, pastor, or from maybe if they know if a close friend has seen someone that they like, or they can go to their insurance company and call and ask for providers that aren't close to them, make it easy to get to them. And you can also call Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board, 703-573-5679, which is the emergency services and ask for help. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, good resources there. Um, some of the things you talked about earlier about uh, places to go, support groups and that type of thing, what if I have an el uh, elderly uh, relative, a father, a mother, you know, whatever, uh, they refuse to go see a psychotherapist, maybe refuse to go to a support group, what kind of steps can I take then? How, how can I help them if they're not willing to, to make those steps to go to those couple of resources? Other things I can do? Well, you can make sure that there are no um, weapons in the home. Um, some people keep guns, and that would include knives, and that would include excess medications. Hmm. However, if it's an urgent situation where the person seems imminently suicidal, you can call 703-573-5679 emergency services mm -hmm. and ask for the mobile crisis unit to come out and make an evaluation about mm -hmm. whether the person might need to be detained and taken to a hospital. Right. Okay. So there are there are services and resources and steps that I can take all along the way, um, whether it's mild, medium, severe, or if I don't know, et cetera. Right. So there's, there's resources there for folks. And if you can't get the mobile crisis unit, because sometimes they're pretty busy, you can call the police to come and do um, a welfare check or mm. check whether the person needs to go okay. to the hospital. So I assume I could just call, if it's a really serious situation, I could just call 911. That's right. Okay, okay. Um, Maureen, we're almost out of time. We've covered a lot. It's a, it's a very heavy topic, uh, depression, and especially as we're heading into the, the holiday season over the next several months. But just kind of give it over to you for anything I haven't asked you, a final thought, final word, bit of guidance, bit of advice, et cetera, as we're, as we're looking about depression with, with holidays. Well, if you have a parent who has alcoholism and, that's, and they are sometimes very resistant to getting help, one of the things you can do is go to Al-Anon, and you can Google that in your computer and find a local meeting that sometimes help you because sometimes you can feel very helpless mm -hmm. trying to intervene in these situations because yeah. the person does not want to get help. Right. And you have to realize they're going to have to want to get help to get it unless it's an emergency. Mm -hmm. Okay. Important topic we've been talking about on the Fairfax 50-plus podcast today. And, Maureen, thank you for, uh, for being with us and sharing this valuable information. You're welcome. 
Marie McCracken is a behavioral health clinical nurse specialist with the Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board and uh, definitely an interesting topic and an important topic as we uh, head into the holiday season. I want to thank you for listening and remind you that if someone you care about is experiencing a psychiatric emergency, please do call the CSB Emergency Services number 703-573-5679, and that is a 24-7 number. For information about the Community Services Board and other mental health resources in our community, you can also call 703-383-8500 or go online to fairfaxcounty.gov CSB. And, of course, for information on county services and recreation for older adults, go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash older adults or call 703-324-7948. The TTY number is 711. Fairfax 50 Plus is produced twice monthly by the Fairfax County, Virginia government, and we thank you for listening.